the process. I started podcasting because I felt like I had something to say, pretty much like everybody else that has anything to say and arguing with a bunch of people on social media about various topics made me feel like I wanted to speak instead of type and continuously link and research stuff. Let me formulate my opinion, summarize what I think and pretty much put it out there. So I said, okay, cool. And with the help of a friend telling me, go ahead and do it. So the first thing I did was I bought that USB blue snowball microphone. I already was dealing with music and making beats and doing other stuff. So I had logic already and I was pretty much already able to input music into a program. So I just took that USB microphone and said, oh, I could do vocals. So cool. After I did that, I went over into post processing and I didn't like the way it sounded. <laughs> like anybody, if you you can start to hear those things when you're like, oh man, I don't like the way the sound. So I said, all right, I took the blue snowball back and I went and bought the blue Yeti. And I was like, okay, this is a better microphone. And I used it probably, I had that one for a little bit. I think I had that one for like six months. And it was okay. Biggest issue with that, it was a condenser mic instead of a dynamic mic. What I learned about condenser mics, pretty much they pick up everything. And they do. They picked up the dryer, the washer, the kids in the background, the air conditioning unit, the heater. They picked it all up. So I was like, yeah. And also, I got tired of going in post-process and trying to mix all of that out, throwing gates on it, noise gates on it, so it can just sound as crisp as it can and turning the volume up as much as I can, still trying to turn it really low. Never really worked, but still gave it a shot. Then I was already looking to buy another piece of equipment, which was like a little mixer that served as an audio interface. So I grabbed the little mixer and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a dynamic microphone because I need one of these to get the sound sounding a little bit better than what it sounds. Cool. No big issue. I bought it, got rid of the Blue Yeti, sold it. I bought it for like $150 and sold it for like $75 because when you buy an equipment, you really just don't care. You'll buy anything. <laughs> don't let my wife hear that. But I got the uh, little audio interface that was like a little mixer and I got some dynamic microphones. It was like three sure dynamic microphones. I think they were like the SM30s and they were pretty cool because they gave me the sound that I was looking for. Made post-processing a little bit more easier when I was going back through listening to vocals and levels and pitch and how I wanted to sound basically whenever I dropped the podcast. I wanted to sound as professional as possible. And the Blue Yeti condenser mic didn't allow me to sound as professional as possible, given that it was a condenser mic and I needed a dynamic mic. I wanted to be able to play with my voice, make sure my voice was a little bit more deep, make sure that I could, you know, give things that was a little bit better than what I would typically do. You know, so radio voice sounding. That's where I wanted it. I wanted it to sound like a radio voice. Cool. So went over to the SM30s and got those and I podcasted on those for almost for like a year and some change I really like those but one of my issues came is uh, with the mixing board and that served as an audio face which is, it was okay but I felt like I needed to do more you know so I went on ahead and bought an audio interface my big issue with that audio interface is that I wanted to serve two purposes I wanted to be able to record my vocals and be able to have a MIDI capability so I can plug my Triton Extreme in so possibly I can run some of my old music that I used to do 10 years ago back in, still have some riffs and some melodies that I like. But 
that audio interface didn't have it. So for a long time, I was kind of stuck just sitting there like, man, what am I going to do with this with this big old keyboard? And I don't got none of the sounds. I mean, I have the sounds, but the melody, sometimes I don't, you can't recreate those melodies that you was when you was in that prime of recording and creating. So here we go again. I'm getting serious with the podcast. And so I'm like, what else can I do? So I said, all right, I, I might have to go ahead and make the big purchase. I don't want to make the big purchase, but I may need to make the big purchase because I don't have a laptop. I have an iMac. I don't pretty much have some of those things. I don't have a lapel mic so I can go wherever and just get an interview from somebody that I want. I have to really be able to have something that's a little bit more mobile and be able to serve in multiple purposes. So I went on ahead and bought the Zoom PodTrack P8. First, no, first I bought the Zoom 8.6. Before I bought the uh, P8, I bought the Zoom 8.6. The 8.6 was supposed to pretty much be that thing to go uh, out in the world and do interviews. And, you know, I had mics set up for it and everything. I think I only used it maybe like three or four times doing podcasts. It was just, I see why it's more of a um, field recording situation because it's not really made to sit there and talk. It can be, but Zoom made other products that serve to sit there and talk versus using that recorder. So after I had the uh, Zoom 8.6, maybe for like a year and some change, Recently, I just went on ahead and traded it in and got me an audio interface that has MIDI on it. So now I have the capability to be able to use my Triton Extreme and pull in old melodies now. So it's like, now I want to make beats again. Yeah. Got the keyboard set up and everything. And I got the MIDI settings all right. So now I could fly my old melodies back in. But I did after, like I said, I did went on ahead and purchased that Zoom P8, the Zoom Pod Track. I wanted the Rode Procaster and I kept on looking at these microphones and I'm like, man, I really like the microphones. And so I was like, all right, I got one of these things I got to do. I got to spend some money and I got to be able to do it and do it right and have it for a long time. So I was looking for packages and every package was pretty expensive, except this Zoom package. I think the uh, Rode Procaster package was maybe $100 more, which this Zoom uh, PodTrack P8 came with the Zoom, two sets of headphones, and two mics, which is I really love these mics. These mics give me the voice that I want, everything. So now I got the mics. Looking back, uh, I didn't spend possibly about two grand on this just to make sure that my audio sounds good this is what the process of going through this is like just continuously looking for more and more to sound better whenever you're doing these podcasts i haven't even tapped the other side of the podcast world which is the video because that's going to be an expensive ass camera that's going to be stream decks that's going to be more software other than the logic and i already have another software that i use which came free with the zoom PodTrack p8 which was the cubase they gave me a few different uh workstation programs which is one is called wave labs and i'm still learning it but i can create my own rss feed and pretty much just pretty much just upload from there if i need to which is just pretty cool, which is I need to go ahead and start using a little bit more instead of using a logic. The only reason why I use the logic as much as I do is because I'm used to it and I've been using it for like the last eight, nine years. So I'm saying all this to say, if you're going to start podcasting, 
Yeah, Anchor makes it easy for you to start and they give you a certain time so you can go ahead and talk directly into the app. But the more and more you talk and the more and more you grow with it, the more and more you're going to want some real equipment. The more and more things is going to be like, all right, how do we get this sounding a little bit better? You know, it it seems fun whenever you go straight into Anchor because Anchor just pretty much takes it and say, bam, we got it. It's finished. No edits. I mean, you can go back and edit now. But when I started using Anchor, it was no edits. That's why I always use the logic. So I can pretty much do my own editing prior to uploading it to Anchor and then putting it out there to the world. They give you some music in the background where you can have playing at the same time. But I would rather create my own music, have my own flow of things versus using what they have so you can hear my sound so you can get my feel, how I how I feel with it. The cool thing with the Zoom PyTrack 8 is I got the hot keys, the hot buttons. I could just pretty much press any of those buttons and whatever I program into there, whether it be uh, my show's intro, outro, uh, whether I want to make a funny, either one of those. And this is just for audio. This ain't for video. Now, all of this can run, you know, with video as well, but I'm not at that stage yet I, I would like to be but I know my problem with that is because if I start there I'm gonna want to straight just get it all professionally done because this stuff takes time even just the vocal audios if you think about it the vocal audios take so much time because you still have to run these things through post-processing I did a uh, road contest just so I, so I can win some road equipment I was trying to win a whole bunch of uh, dynamic mics rope caster pro uh, podcast I, mean, I was trying to win the works well I didn't end up winning but I did uh, I was sitting through listening to all the podcast submissions and when I listened to all the podcast submissions one thing that it made me kind of like understand that these were professionally made podcasts and I think that's where I started to shift away from just doing normal podcasts when I started to hear a lot of these podcasts were scripted and a lot of people weren't just like coming off the top based off of whatever topic they were going on I was like it's time to change and it's definitely time to upgrade equipment so anybody that continues to do their podcast I will give you just this little tidbit of advice if you would listen to anything that I would say. Audio is highly important. It is highly important. That's why every podcast that you see nowadays are loaded with sure microphones, uh, uh, Rode, Pod mics, Zoom, dynamic mics. Uh, we can keep going on those electric voice mics. And by the way, I hate sure mics because you need a cloud lifter. I tried one of those and I'm like, man, I got to really, you need phantom power for that stuff. So for anybody that's not technical on that, then you know yeah you need basically a cloud filter to amplify the way that that comes out but me everything that i got already has phantom power in it so but i do most of this stuff in post so i bump sound up but that's one of the reasons why you see a lot of radio people talk close to the mic so it can get everything they say because of the polar pattern inside of the microphone so it can pick up everything that you're saying so once you start on this podcast journey get serious with it start first and foremost just start and then as you grow know what you need as you grow because a lot of this equipment is highly expensive. Just a lapel mic could cost you around like three or four hundred dollars, depending on if you get the full set or not. So I would say uh, take your time, read up on equipment, look at the things you need, because the minute that you start getting good at it, audio is going to become one of those big things that you need to become a master at. Trust me.